It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club. I'm hopped up on caffeine. Yeah, Josh is he's like literally the hopping. Over there. Yeah, he was jumping and jumping. Boy, I finished the rest now of that Red just Bull. Just sweating. Yeah, I'm yeah. just in a puddle over here, and it is only sweat. I'll let it you know. We gross. sit in here without air conditioning for you. Yeah, it, it's pretty warm in here. Yeah, Everyone uh, else is standing, and I'm sitting. I feel very weird. Well, because you don't sweat as much. Like sitting in those chairs just kind of creates a pool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the Ew. Saturday Friends Club. We talk about nostalgia stuff. We tell you if it's good or not. <laughs> and how sweaty we currently are. <laughs> <laughs> currently, not as sweaty. The sun has gone down. I am nowhere, no longer wearing sunglasses. <laughs> You're no longer sitting in this, like, just He's looking turned the directly lights back the on sun. in the studio, which is just unfortunate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just need to put some sort of screen up there. Anyway, hi, I'm Josh. I'm Eric. I'm Martin. That was weird. <laughs> I'm Mags. <laughs> I'm from St. Martin. I'm from St. Martin. I, I am St. Martin, the uh, the island chain. That's where, that's where Billy Joel lives. You, you can go watch airplanes land really close on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, hi. Welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. Uh, we get together on Saturdays and talk about stuff that we've seen in the past and, and figure talk out. about places we want to go on vacation. Yep. Dude, St. Martin is actually really no, cool. Oh, no, it's great. I've been I've been there in the last, like, when I was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Did you sweat a lot while you were there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, All right. It's very sweaty. Yeah, if, it's, if any of you can make it to the Caribbean on vacation, do. It's yeah. nice. I took mm-hmm. the uh, the nerd cruise down there, and it was a good time. We took a catamaran. We got super drunk. Then we got taken to the opposite side of the island on a car that we did not know where it was going to a really nice remote place that was super cool, but we did feel like they were, we were mildly getting kidnapped. Just a mild level of kidnapping. But that's the exciting part, right? Oh, yeah. It was super exciting. It was mega fun. They had these, like, awesome slices of, like, super thinly sliced pineapple with some paprika on top. Ooh, so good. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It was but a good time. Unfortunately, what we're about to talk about is not nowhere near as good of a time not, as that. It's not like a beautiful Caribbean vacation. No. It's, no. Well, then there is a Caribbean influence. There is. There is. <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to see your segue from the Caribbean influence we just talked about to the topic we are covering today. Well, today we're going to be talking about... That oh so fabulous Nicktoon show kablam is it oh so fabulous? It is really not. <laughs> However, it does incorporate ska, uh, which is a kind of music that incorporates both. What is ska? <laughs> <laughs> Scholars have been asking this for years. Scholars. What is ska? Scholars. Scholars. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go make a new Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yes, yes. Please. No, that's that's a ska band right there. The Scholars. Yeah, that really is, is it not already. <laughs> Well, effectively... Sorry, I have to go form a ska band. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and Mags was never seen again. Nope. <laughs> Fun story, though. My brother um, was actually in a ska band in high school. He, uh, They ended up getting together. Uh, they had a like, guitarist, bassist, trumpet player, trombonist. And then they kidnapped somebody from the high school marching band. Uh, that was me, actually. That was kidnapped. <laughs> but they were called the Muffin Tops, and they participated in that year's Battle of the Bands. They lost horribly, uh, but at least they As went every down. ska band I, should. I'm inclined to believe that you're lying, because I still think that Battle of the Bands never actually happened. No, it did. I, I can tell you. They were they were there, play, playing as the Muffin Tops, and they what were are, doing real big... They were doing covers of real big fish songs. That was their mistake. Anyway. Exact, well, yeah, <laughs> let's I mean, talk about Kablam. Of, yeah, let's talk about Kablam. Now, what is Kablam? Oh, well, first off... What explain your history with Kablam? Well, my history with Kablam kind of stems from after school, elementary, early middle school. It was one of those shows that I kind of caught every now and again, and saying like, "Oh, you know, that's kind of fun, kind of a good little uh, time passer, some funny skits, a little bit of a odd on anim- animation, but otherwise, kind of kept my attention for a bit and distracted me while uh, went on and uh, caught the actual shows that I wanted to watch. I too saw Kablam. I remembered watching it, and I think for me, I was getting a little bit older in in my in my years. I was starting to hit my rough and tumble teen days, mm-hmm. and was starting to see Kablam and going like, I enjoy some of this, but some of this is just like agonizing to get through. Yeah. So it was one of those things that when you brought up Kablam, I was like, Oh boy, I, hmm, oh boy, I get to watch some Kablam again. <laughs> this is. We'll see if it's the about the same. 
Yeah. Guess what? Um, uh, what about you, uh, you two, Mags and uh, Eric? Okay. So I remember watching this in middle school and thinking that it was like, um, my memories anyway are that like I remember thinking this was fairly smart for kids' TV. And honestly, now I think I uh, uh, packed that up to um, uh, being at that age where you like to make fun of everything and anything that's like even remotely self aware. You're like, oh man, look how fun. How genius this is. They realize how like, ridiculous everything is. Um, but I, I really liked it. Um, uh, and it did not start my obsession with Ska, but like now listening to it as an adult with like this, you know, history of Ska in my head, I'm like, oh, dude, look at all these like really important Ska bands that sold their music. Yep. Um, like a really influential music label, like provided all the background music for this. What, Moon Jump? Yeah. Yeah. Moon Jump. And then the opening theme is actually done by the Toasters, which is probably one of the. Yeah. Like King Django was yeah. like part of this, 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 this musical melange that, that was this show. That's so, like, coming back as an adult. Of Saturday Friends Club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got called out at work. We have a music ba- Slack ba- channel. Ba- I got called out at work with that, like, butterfly meme. And, like, my coworker put, <laughs> like, this... anything. Is this a chance to talk about ska? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so now, every oh time they, like, in the music channel, when we talk about like new music and stuff, um, whenever I post the Ducati thing, I always post the like every time I talk about Scott on that channel, I post the image first. Nobody else can. And <laughs> can yeah. you please send me that back? So that <laughs> I'll, I'll find yeah, it. I'll find this it. In my life. Yeah, is this a, is this an opportunity to talk <laughs> about Scott? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mags, is this? Yeah. 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 Um, I got dragged. Ah, uh, but no, that's fun though. Um, I this brought up. This is one of those things like the the most frustrating case of deja vu because it's like. Ooh, there's like bits and pieces of this that I remember, and like when we we watched a clip from they had a, a, the what was it the, the off beats mm-hmm. like okay this looks really familiar so like I I still I I can't I can't hundred percent confirm that I've seen this before as a kid I probably did but it's I so I was basically going into it blind like I vaguely remember pieces of this I watched a lot of Nickelodeon though so oh yeah yeah. As, as so say we all. Yeah. Mm, mm. All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get down into it. Let's go ahead and talk about some sketch comedy. Let's talk about you know some nude, nude, nude men, nude men. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about some like weird motorcycle wearing things. Let's talk about a lot of tiny whiteies. Yeah, Josh, hit, hit the black and white checker button. <sighs> I'm gonna hit this button, and we're gonna talk about Cub Lamb. That's not Kablam. We're gonna hit this button oh and God. talk about Kablam. <laughs> yeah. My my uh, switchboard decided that it wanted to go ahead and talk about uh talk about the uh, Hobbit. All right. Yes, it was that afraid of talking about Kablam. Now let's talk about Kablam. Hold on tight. Take a deep breath for a new kind of cartoon show. <sighs> All right. Um, you got the stuff for Kablam? I do. All right. Man, start. I feel like I just escaped from a music video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Kablam is an American sketch comedy television series that ran from Nick- that ran on Nickelodeon from 1996 to 2000. The series was created by Robert Mittenhall, Will McRobb, and Chris Viscardi. The show was developed as a fully animated showcase for alternative forms of animation that were more common in indie films and commercials. Each episode thus features a collection of short films and multiple innovative styles of animation bridged by characters Henry and June, who introduce the shorts and have adventures of their own in between. All right, Kablam. Who wants to get into it? <clears throat> well, I remember being very fond of this, and so coming back and watching it and being bored to tears was just like an incredible disappointment. Yeah. yeah I guess... It's not like aggressively or funnily bad. It's just like, these are things that are happening, and we it... saw other people make jokes about this. I I, I think I, I said... Oh. don't understand why this... Like, I understand that this is funny. I don't understand why it is funny, so when I, uh, uh, when I do it myself, it won't be funny. I, I was, I, and we mentioned this in the our pre-show discussion, but just like I watched this, and like, yeah, I was also similarly just like bored by it, and I was like, oh, this is like, this is cartoons of the era that just has no edge to it. Like, it's just like animation for the sake of animation. It's it's such a stark contrast to shows like Rocco's Modern Life, 
Like yeah, what like this this show is just like utterly bloodless. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the so I I echo a lot of that like watching this is echo is bringing back a lot of the memories of me just going like all right, let's see what's on TV. Let's check Nickelodeon. It's like, oh, Kablam's on. I guess, I, I guess I'll guess i watch this between, you know, the next thing coming on, just hoping that it's yeah, Guts or Nick, Nick Arcade. Yeah, or all or, that comes on, you're like, yeah. Exactly. See, it, I was a roundhouse person, so all all that was a little bit past me, too. I was like, mm-hmm. I guess this is okay. So you don't know you don't know about Repairman, man, man? <laughs> I mean, I, kn- <laughs> oh. I mean, I know all about, uh, you know, the, the, no, I don't know anything about it. I remember, I remember, like, this is just a small aside because it's, it's on topic. Um, I remember when Good Burger came out, and like, I never got, oh. I never got to go see it because, like, my grandmother became very ill at that time. Oh, and oh. it was originally like, oh, she was going to take my brother and I to go see the movies, and it was so it's just a thing that I never saw because of life events, and then I finally got to see it like many, many years later on a bus. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. It's, it's a Good Burger. And I finally, get, <laughs> I finally get to see it like twelve years later. Yeah, and at, at the heart of the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's looking like we waited for you. Where were you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And welcome I mean, to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. So, can I take your order? The one thing that I'll say about Kablam that, as an adult, I can appreciate more than a kid is that it. I feel like it did something that was innovative, which was kind of what we mentioned, taking a lot of these animation styles that would not suit themselves for a full TV show and actually giving them a platform. Right. Like, sure. like Life with Loopy, that's not anything that actually would, I, at least I'm back glad. in the day. Yeah. Holy crap, that was weird looking. And, you know, um, I really liked, yeah, no, I, like, I think Josh was saying, like, these are innovative styles. Things that wouldn't maybe necessarily hold up to two 12 minute episodes. I mean, the the, um, the Action League now yeah. feels like a precursor to what you know, Robot Chicken, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I could easily see a more risque version of Action Heroes now thrown into Action a Robot League Chicken, <laughs> Action League now, sorry, uh, thrown into Robot Chicken. It's just like it has that kind of and it has some of the elements there already. It has right. that, like, like I wonder, I wonder if what happened was like this was a slightly weirder show, mm-hmm. and executives came and were like, "We can't make it that weird," and they were like, "Fine." I don't think it was a weird, supposed to be a weird show. I think it just gave the opportunity for smaller independent animators to actually do their own thing. Right. Like I, I even checked out the uh, the guy that do, that uh, produced Fondue and Sniz. All of his artwork looks very sim- uh, similar to what he made making Vondu and Sniz. So I think it just allowed them to be like, hey, we're doing this show. If you want to make something for it, here's a platform to go for it. Right. And it was kind of, and it took that sketch, sketch show format to be able to accommodate that those kinds of innovative things. So even if they did a different one-off show than one of the usuals, then it would just be like, okay, that's it. We're done. We don't have to worry about it again. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't, it leaves the opportunity for them to do that opposed to if they tried to pitch a show that show would just fail so maybe this would be an opportunity to be like hey this is a show that would allow us to make those tiny pieces to produce one show that actually was technically all these other pieces now if does one show with a whole bunch of separate pieces of differing quality make a good show altogether (laughs) turns out maybe not right yeah, so but we I have mean, the central framing device of Henry and June. Yeah, Henry and June, who are basically the animated host of Kablam. So they, they're they comic book characters, and usually at the beginning of each episode, they do a little bit, and yeah. then they go and transition into um, uh, usually uh, a Sniz and Fondue yes. uh, episode. And oh, so, we should mention that since this is an episode show, that we chose three episodes. Yes, we chose three episodes, which was uh, the second episode of Kablam!, we also did uh, You've Tried the Rest, Now Tried the Best, and then Resistance is Futile, which is kind of like a uh, awards kind of show, where they actually did, I think, of the Kablamis, yes. what it was. Yeah, and it was sort of a, uh, a, a New Year's format. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there was a, well, I think it would, the recording that we saw was from the New Year's, so there was a lot of these, like, kids' resolutions going which across the pot. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like, is this part of the, th- no, oh no, this is just, like, kids sent in their resolutions, so... I don't know if you sent in resolutions to Nickelodeon when you were six. Guess what? It's on. It's still on YouTube. Yep. So yeah, you, check. they're going to be there. And did you fulfill them as a child? <laughs> I went outside more, and I'm terribly sunburned. <laughs> now I have melanoma and no arms. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, you yep. were saying. 
Uh, right. So thus, uh, in terms of those episodes, the first one that we watched, well, was like, can we talk about Henry and June first? Sure. They are the least interesting part of Kablam. Eh, they yeah. are. Um, so basically Henry and June being the hosts, they, uh, kind of have this like little silly dynamic, usually playing off jokes uh, from one another in the first episode. They kind of do a little bit of a meta thing too. Yes. They mentioned that they are the least interesting <laughs> and le- least funny part of Kablam to which I'm like, if your first or second episode includes you referencing how bad this is, maybe you should fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so then they go, all right, now let's actually show you what the good quality part of Kablam is. And they always uh, usually end uh, their bit in the kind of like page turn. It, it felt like a lot if you go to a club and they have the guy that comes in and tells a few jokes between. The MC, yeah, like kind of like that that wannabe MC that just comes in, tries to work the audience, but then doesn't really do a good yeah. job of it. I have to come out here and tell a few jokes because the guys in the green room are drunk still. So, uh, so uh, guys, uh, seen any good movies? I thought the Ant-Man yeah. was good. Oh, God, he's here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot like that. Uh. Yeah, it's it's going back like, I mean, they have personality, but it's just like none of but the jokes yeah. land. Yeah, like yeah. It, they're so adjacent to funny. I think it was the second episode <laughs> where like, uh, June borrows something from Henry and then returns, and he's like, "Hey, I didn't let you borrow those." And she's like, "Oh, I was keeping them warm." And then she makes a joke about, like, here's your irregularly shaped boulder collection. He's like, I don't have an irregularly shaped boulder collection. And then he just crushed by a bunch of that was kind of cute. And there's another scene where, like, she's cleaning up from tapioca that they made and then starts to erase the scene behind them. And again, like, this is where I was saying it was like, they've seen better cartoons and they know what good cartoons look like, but they don't know how to get there. Right. Yeah. I I, I smiled, like, a couple times watching the three episodes. But I don't think I laughed the entire time. And you know me. I'll laugh at, like, anything. But I I, kind of, like, smirked once in a while. That's about it. Right. So, um, all right. So, starting down. So, we have kind of a set list of a few of these. So, and they all tend to go in the exact same order each time. That was at least right. the case in the episodes that we watched. I'm right. not yeah. sure if that's so, always the case. Um, it's my understanding that it typically is the case. It would only change in like special episodes. Right. So, a very special episode yeah. of Kablam! <laughs> it's a very special episode. Very June special. gets cancer. Oh. <laughs> June and Henry get hitched. But this um, was this was the era of very oh, special episodes. Oh so. God, you oh. you you brought that up. No, There's, Josh, there, there was. A... <laughs> oh no, oh. what have I missed? There was a rumor I was going through and trying to get information on Kablam, and there was like a weird thing that I went down where there was a rumor of like, man, episode twenty two, like June totally kisses Henry. And nobody had, like, the ability to actually look on YouTube and see if this was actually in the episode. So they did this, like, weird search to, like, contact the people that did the show just to find out, oh, no, it's just completely fake. But it's just like, yes, that was something that I came across in the search. Wow. So Some, bizarre. Somebody's had a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm not going to bother processing that. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, yeah, don't. All right, fondue and sniz. Yeah, so they're basically a pair of ferret roommate, uh, ferret roommates who often get in each other's nerves. So kind of playing off of the uh, playing off the dynamic of each other, usually kind of abrasive. How many of these cartoons of this era starred like two two like just guys sharing a house? Uh, so there was that. There was two angry beavers, also a Nickelodeon. There's cat dog. Yep. Um, and and, I'm, and, I, and as we know, none of this was. Definitely none of this was gay-coded. Um, would, no. would we consider Ah Real Monsters in that vein? Uh, no, because they no. weren't at school. Hmm. Yeah, I think it felt more like just... It's just another one of those shows where, like, the star kids, but the kids' parents are just off-camera all the time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it felt like they were at a, a boarding school sort of situation because they lived together, right? Or did they have their own homes? I don't know. Ah Real Monsters would be an interesting one to go back to. Oh, yeah. yeah like, that had yeah. Tim Curry in it, right? Uh, maybe. Sure, was why he not? the principal? I, nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's lost to time. It, yeah. We will never find no, out. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. Um. So in any case, uh, but they only wear shirts, and often you see their tidy whities Yeah, which yep. I never really understood that. I mean, it was kind of like each time it happened, you just like, huh? All right, those are underwear. Yeah, yeah. Like this is another case of like where I was like, oh, like it feels like this used to have more bite to it, and that or like this could have had more bite to it, and they were going to have more bite to it because yeah. like one of the ferrets has like a green mohawk. You know, and like in the '90s, having a mohawk was a real edgy. Th- you know, like that That's was a real cool kind of punk kids. movie, yeah. right? And I mean, so, like, yeah. And there's even an episode. So they were so toothless. 
Yeah, and I mean, there's even an episode where Sniz is the one who has the mohawk. He actually becomes a stunt at, like, basically like a uh, stunt performer. Because he all goes off and buys a motorcycle and does all of these tricks. Although it's kind of, like, really pathetic in terms of the tricks that he actually ends up doing. But it's it's trying to kind of have that coolness, that, like, tinge to it. But it just doesn't really pan out. It's, it's, it's just a really, like, oddly animated, uh, like, odd couple. Yeah. yeah, and they're irritating. There's nothing redeeming or heartwarming about either of them. I guess no. Fondue is a chef? Question mark? Maybe. Not like really? He does have a hat like a chef. And he does bake brownies in one of the episodes. So is he like a restaurant? Or, like, oh, God. Now, you're, you're, you, are you wanting the deep fizz and snon and fun? Sniz and, and fondue. fondue. The, their, their big backstory. Shall we pull up the fan fiction? No. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Do not want... <laughs> to deviant art. All right. Uh, anything else on Sniz and Fondue? I mean, uh, it's it's. I think it's there. I thought they were family and not roommates when I was rewatching through this, and I was like, well, this is a weird family dynamic that's charming. Well, yeah, they work. have some sort of like weird tribunal that ends up really not being about anything except you know, yeah. it, because they, the whole episode starts with they're both eating cereal, and then a toy comes out of the cereal box, and then the. The tribunal is convened to be able to determine who gets the toy, and they do all these challenges that end up just being like a chores together to do chores. So, yeah, silly thing. But um, yeah, actually, it turns out though that Citizen Fondue was taken off of the Kablam roster after season three. Um, so had a run, and then it ended. All right. Uh, moving on, we get to probably the primary reason that a lot of people watched uh, Kablam. Action League Now! The, the closest the show comes to something interesting. Yeah. So, basically, Action League Now it features a group of superheroes played by custom-made action figures who fight crime in suburbia despite being total idiots. You've got The Flesh, uh, who is very naked. <laughs> Super like strong. He's boy without any clothes on. Yep. You have Thunder Girl, who can fly with thun like thunder. thunder. You've got Stinky Diver. Was something like a skills as strong as his odor. Yes. And then, of course, Meltman with, with the, the power, power to melt. melt. I'm not participating in this. <laughs> <laughs> you did admit that this was probably the most entertaining of the yeah, segments. Yeah. Well, this is the cl- it, it, it kept coming close to being funny. And then just like the last second, like not understanding their own joke. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a really weird, like, again, like you could see that someone like like was this like a case of like oh we really just don't know what's funny these are all actually sophomoric no, yeah, whatever someone, someone's like no you can't do you can't do like dirty things with these like action figures right you can't yeah. actually challenge any of the ideas that we put forward in our marketing no 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 but, no but tone not the f down i feel that there are some genuine like some some genuinely like weird and funny stuff for instance you know the commissioner is just that like general just like you guys gotta stop this! Like, like the commissioner on... is like this beautiful send up of that commissioner angry stereo, like angry yeah. police captain stereotype, and that's great. Like again, like like you said, it looks like they've seen good content and sort of know what it looks like, but don't necessarily know how to get there. I mean, yeah. the fact that the their main rival is the mayor, and there's a straight up thing where it's just like, well, I didn't vote for him. Yeah, like, right. Like, like, kind of, right. I mean, that was like kind of fun dynamic that they had with the mayor. It's like he's a corrupt politician who is the villain, which is kind of fun. But right, but no, he, it is really fun. Yeah. But they don't do anything with it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it basically just ends up doing all of these little weird, evil things. But you're you're also talking about something that is overall like the span of six to seven minutes. Like they got to get through this thing fast. Yeah, I'm not expecting like heavy plot, but yeah. maybe like better jokes yeah. yeah you know or like because action league now was one of the only shows where you got like a segment a commercial break and then another segment right that like they're like i felt like the, like there's something you could do with that and then they didn't and i'm not sure how much of it was like these were limitations placed on the creators or that this was like low budget enough that the, like they were only ever going to get like b-roll not to like completely denigrate everybody who worked on this show. No, no, no. And Action League Now is actually one of the few ones that actually. So it started from all that. It became part of Kablam. Then afterwards, oh. after it left this, it actually became its own show. Hmm. But unfortunately, the own show itself essentially was just reruns of stuff from Kablam, hmm. uh. with only two new segments added in. So right. there was really not any reason to watch it if you ever had watched Kablam. Right. And I think a lot of it too was that they did quite a few visual gags with the with the action with, with the action heroes which was 
I don't know. I mean, I would have liked to see maybe a little more character quips here and there, and I feel like there were a lot of lost opportunities there, especially in the uh, in the episode where, um, uh, what was it? Uh, the mayor has like a giant vacuum. Right, and Meltman <laughs> has to save the day. Yeah, exactly. But I, and I feel like that one was a pretty good one that kept my attention through, but I also felt like, eh, you know, you kind of had like Meltman basically, because each of them got taken out um, in various ways through this little mischievous child too. Um, and like in that one, and in that one, you had um, uh, like each of them kind of like, uh, where was it? Like um, the flesh falling into was it the flesh falling into a toilet or was it the flesh falling into something? Well, any anyway, a washing machine. Washing machine. Remember. That's what it was. Yeah, washing machine. So <laughs> that's why I was like, the trouble. flesh doesn't have any clothes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. he's not doing be. laundry. Yeah, it's like oh, right, right, right. So like, the flesh falls into the washing machine, and then the. Uh, uh, the stinky stinky seal gets thrown into like a, a VCR and then is playing on the TV screen, and then um, uh, the flying girl gets like basically knocked into a fan, which is kind of fun. She gets decapitated, and they make jokes about casual jokes about decapitation, which is kind of fun. Like I feel like this show could actually be really chopped up into like some surreal, funny, like meme like gifts. Yeah, and it would I think as reconceptualized that way would be actually m- more fulfilling of its potential. I maybe maybe I, like 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 half the time and just like little little vignettes. This also this also feels like it's 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 also oddly toothless in a. I believe this is after Toy Story. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. Yeah, because this is like 1996 to 2000, like firmly my middle school years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I mean, and even thinking about it, like right now, I'm going like, you know, there's a lot of possibility to it. There's potential. Yeah, but I, the potential doesn't. Yeah, really it, it never nothing nothing in this any of these sketches like I'd I don't know what overall. they're going for like there's yeah. no not to be like completely snotty about this but it doesn't feel like there's any real thesis to any of these things like the only show and I guess we might be talking about this next that sort of has like everybody has like their contained art style and that's cool and those are like cool and I don't want to be like oh these are these are all cool to look at um in their particular art styles I just feel like no one of these pieces except maybe the offbeats and Prometheus with Bob like have like something they're trying to say or something they're trying to like leave to yeah and they right. just like here are some jokes that you can make with dolls right. pretty much just like all antics now granted now that i'm thinking about this i'm going like how much would the rights for action league now cost and maybe Six cents yeah Six i'm really going like all right do that and then start up a kickstarter now i'm the mayor <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool like in a sort of very lego movie kind of way yeah like you yeah. would be the mayor and controlling that, and the that, villain that or you do like a space ghost thing you just repurpose them into a totally different kind of show yeah. i would watch that 100 percent. a modern yes. space ghost. oh that would be fun yeah. all right so that's action league now moving on to the next one life with loopy all right life i with loopy. really like the characters in this i it did so oh, they were weird so yeah in this one life of larry and his strange experience Lo- who Larry. Larry. Oh, Larry's Life the Larry. brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, Larry, yeah. Um, and his strange experiences with his imaginative and adventurous younger sister, Loopy. I always forget this. Larry. So I'm just like, Larry? Oh, what? That? Yeah. Larry. Larry. It's always introduced in the episodes. Um, the characters were animated with stop-motion puppet bodies, but their heads were created with metal and their features were magnetic. And this one was created Ooh. by Stephen Holman, who previously created Joe Normal for MTV's Liquid Television and later created Phantom Investigators on Kids WB. I haven't seen either of those nope. things. Yeah, but it has a very interesting style because their heads are like perfectly shaped because, as I said, they're just metal pieces. Yeah. And their mouths just they move in this like very stop strange yeah, yeah. stop motion style. But they're also perfect because they're just replacing mouth pieces on this magnetic board. Mm hmm. I think it's really cool. And I think yeah. the characters in this one are like really earnest. Yeah. And I think like they're really sweet in a way that's not necessarily like in line with everything else. That's sort of silly right. and making a little bit of fun. Yeah. And, and I, I think th- these now coming back as an adult, these were like my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was, w- there was one episode that, um, one episode where, uh, the whole premise was the uh, loopy and Larry's dad was uh, like really sick of getting bills and only bills in the mail. And so the whole episode revolves around Loopy's strategies to be able to scare the mailman away or either stop him from, like, delivering bills. And there's all these things where they, like, inflate the house, try to do, like, a scary house and everything. And at the end of the episode, 
what Luffy ends up doing is actually including a little card that is that his that her dad actually reads at the end, and that that was really sweet. You it know? was really sweet. Or like she's scared of the thunder, or is trying to sleep, and the thunder's keeping her awake. And uh, Larry is about to explain to her how thunder actually works, and their mom comes in and says, "Oh, it's just Mother Nature bowling." <laughs> and so she go challenges Mother Nature to a bowling match and beats her, and she's like this. Sort of like fifties, uh, like beehive, beehive, beehive cat like, eye glasses, like high waisted, yeah, heels, bowling, like it's great, like it's a great little segment. She has yeah. this amazing wig, and, and she's just like this. She is a actual like real life lady, right? Yeah, she's exactly. a real life lady bowling against this paper cutout. Yeah, it is, they're it, never seen in the same scene yeah, together. I think, but. right? And it's it, that's that one's a really enjoyable one. Yeah, I actually uh, enjoy that. What what was your feeling here? Is the uh, the the form just a little weird? Yeah, the art. Like I I will I I will give it kudos. It's, it's a really interesting way to do the artistic style. It was just kind of like, it's odd. It 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 was kind of jarring at first. All right, I was well, gonna say that these are well, these have the closest to having an actual story. Right. Yeah, these have like the most consistent idea of what they want, and yeah. they think more consistently hit the mark on that because the story is generally like. A story of an older sibling and a younger sibling, Pete and Pete. like that dynamic. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and they're able to kind of like play. one very normal, one very weird. Yeah, yep. and you, with the weird one, you get to do all of the kind of like visual gags and fun imaginative scenes. I, I would, I would say that like I, I, I'd like the conceit of like, like an era, remember an era in which like you would like what came in your mailbox had like have any bearing on your life. <laughs> Yeah, that ninety percent wasn't just toss. Yeah, I was like, to uh, read your mail. How much? Of, how much of your? How much of my mail now is just like a small collection of junk mail and then th- things from Amazon and, and then like like bills, but you already know you're you have them on prepaid. Yes, so it's yeah. just like they're all prepaid, yep. or it's like oh yeah, I forgot to set up paperless billing, and then you just right. for, you just forget about it, and then just all the credit card offers you like oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of weird things, the next one up. <laughs> The next one up is Prometheus and Bob. Okay, I think as this, a middle schooler, this is my favorite. Yep. This is the this also was the the one like the, the closest to having actual humor in it. Yeah. So the Prometheus and Bob tapes. There is the claymation stop motion segment featuring the camera recorded mission logs of Prometheus, an alien who comes to Earth attempting to teach a caveman Bob everyday things, from the use of fire, the act of ice skating. <laughs> Uh, fly, kite flying or what have you. The result is usually a failure by the mischievous third cast member who was a simple monkey. And this show was created by Coat Zellers. And it's always kind of, it's always introduced in a kind of like a mock government format where, you know, there's the secret tapes of the... Yeah, kind of X-Files yeah, style. Yeah. And I like that the this alien with a flying saucer, his, his the technology he uses for this is a remote control VHS camera. Yeah, so every like time... Like, here the, in 2018, that's oh a yeah. very silly idea. Yeah, which is quite fun. So every every time that, like, a like a little piece of that of that show would run through, like, a little skit would be done, they just, like, click it, and then off to the next one, and then off to the next one, and off to the next one. Yeah, so there was, like, a beginning and an end to every scene, which was the camera, and I thought that was a neat way to, like, string those together. Right. Yeah. And, like, as a smarmy, too smart for everyone around them 13-year-old, um, somebody smart trying to explain something to somebody dumb was like hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like this was like exactly that. Like, haha, like uh, neither of you are actually as smart as you think you are. Or like, you know, the power of stupidity is overwhelming. You know, like that kind of thing. And I know I'm like, these are sort of charming. You can see somebody trying to help and somebody yeah. like not understanding. Right. It's like, it's, it's like claymation slapstick. It's, it's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it, there's not a lot here. It's all really but what's like there little, is solid. Yeah, it's all little visual gags, you know, little things like the uh, like the wheel one was actually kind of fun where he was like a stone yeah. wheel trying to pull that wheel. And, like, and the like, monkey makes a unicycle and Bob is like, oh, what's going on? And then learns to throw everything that's vaguely disc-shaped. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Prometheus and Bob was good. Yeah, uh, the, it's kind of funny. It front loads with like um, Sniz and Fondue, which is just kind of like the action league, which is like getting better. Getting better, all right. Getting better, mm-hmm. but then each time that Henry and June show up, it's like let's stop to make some funny. Yeah, yeah, and then it just kind of goes into a waiting period until June. Um, June and Henry leave, and then oh, okay, we're back. Yep, and now back to and now back on, and we're going to talk about the offbeats. Yep, a series that focuses on a number of unpopular friends and their main rivals, a popular clique known as the Populars. 
It originally aired during Nick's commercial breaks as a standalone short to promote the premiere of Kablam, interestingly enough, and it was also released on a 1996 Rugrats video, Tommy Troubles. And this one was created by Mo Willems, who later created Sheep in the Big City for Cartoon Network. And um, it actually ended up being taken off after season two uh, due to Mo Williams' uh, move over to Cartoon Network. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this and perhaps Prometheus and Bob were actually two series that they were thinking could uh, be rolled out into their own own full shows. Right. Hmm. I don't believe that to be correct in either case. Yeah, I don't think either of those happened. Um, The Offbeats reminds me a lot of like, uh, like recess, and I think if it had ever been mm, fleshed yeah. out or given the resources to do that, I think it would have been like a great free <laughs> recess. Or yeah. pin- has a little bit of like a peanuts vibe to me. Yeah. Or what was Peabody and his dog? Peabody and Sherman. Sherman. Yeah, Sherman. like Quiet a little vibe from there. Yeah, it's kind of like a hodgepodge of all of them, really. It's kind of like it's kind of got a jazzy kind of beatnik style. Oh, yeah, yeah I was like getting huge kid, beatnik vibes. From well, I mean, I think that's, yeah, that's why it's offbeat. Yeah, and then you have uh, Betty Bongos. One of the episodes that we saw, she loses her glasses. Yep. Um, Which the popular kids end up. Uh, one of the popular kids, I forget her name, ends up it taking them. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All forgettable characters um, ends up taking them, and then there's like a, a, one of like the unpopular kids comes by, and then is asking about the glasses, and then in the end. Um, they impersonate an adult, uh, the president, actually, which actually kind of looks like the current president, just a bit, which was a little weird, but... Uh, yep. Kablam saw it coming. They saw it coming. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, and let's see, there's actually some more that we can talk about, because uh, we didn't see these, but there's some other shorts that we could talk about. Surprising shorts, which was they uh, didn't have reoccurring characters. They were just their own little one-shots. Yep. Uh uh, Angela Anaconda, which that name when I saw it immediately was like, oh, wait a second. I feel like I know that. Uh, was a cutout photo cartoon later spun off in its own series on Fox Family mm-hmm. and briefly rerun on Nickelodeon. So it started there. Jet Cat, Race Rabbit, The Adventures of Patchhead, The Brothers Tiki, Buzzball, The Louie and Louie Show. Oh, okay. They That's... had They Might Be Giants videos on oh, yeah. there. Oh, mm. fuck yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Worm. I Dr. Know. Worm. Was that on this? Yes. This. Wow. Whoa. Why does the sunshine and Dr. Worm. Instantly, this show has been elevated in my mind. Right. Like, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like, this show had a lot of potential and clearly a lot of connections well, to good artists. Was, you know, so what took the team out? So, I think if we were to really look at what Kablam was able to provide, it's, I think, what Josh had right at the beginning of the episode. It was a platform to be able to pilot ideas that could later be brought into fruition as full shows. Now, did it succeed? Likely not. Right. Like, but a valiant effort nonetheless. Yes. Yeah, it was and it it was a really innovative idea at the time. It's like the, I mean it's like the it's the, the the animation equivalent of a fanzine. Yeah. Like, everyone you yeah. get your 5 minutes here. Yeah, like a fanzine wouldn't work as an actual like actual full-on magazine. Right. But it would as kind of like a little um as an as, as a little creative just like a little pot where you could just yeah. throw ideas in and see what pops up. And it's interesting that you mentioned that Mags, because they might be Giants had multiple songs on Tiny Toons. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where I was exposed to them. That's where I found them first. Yeah. Got to see them this year. It was amazing. If you oh, ever have a chance to see them, they might be Giants, please. I, please I, do. I saw them last year at Gen Con. That was really funny because they opened up with like, we're here at Gen Con. We don't really know what this is about, but we're going to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, they were they were a fun little concert. Yeah, I know they're going to be on the Nerd Cruise this year and Aww. I'm not going. Aww. Bummer. If I if I was going, I could harass them just like I harassed, you know, Rebecca and be like, oh, sorry, they keep asking you questions about uh, Steven Universe and coming on our show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you alone now. Bye. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one fun thing, though, uh, for Prometheus and Bob, there was actually going, there was a live action film of what? Prometheus and Bob that was announced in 1998 to be directed by uh, Harold Zwart, uh, produced by Amy Heckerling and Twink Calpain or Kaplan, and written by Joe Stillman. But unfortunately, it did fall through due to a lack of interest. So, Yeah, I can't imagine that you would be able to stretch that out to a feature a film. Movie. No, <laughs> probably not. That would ma- be another like 100 minutes with credits. Guys, yeah. Yeah, it's, guys, the brevity is the soul of wit, and never more so than in cartoon shorts. Especially oh, yeah. with, uh, with a show that's featured about trying to teach 
has no has no dialogue. It's and all, it's all silence. Gags. Exactly. And, and then you're having a real life monkey on set. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah and, that's gonna go really well. And, and as we've seen on this podcast, movies with monkeys on set sometimes don't go well. Ooh. What other movies with monkeys have we watched? Speed Racer. Oh, well, the movie. Yeah, I was not yeah. here for that. The movie was good in spite of the monkey. In spite yes. of the monkey. Yes. And Squirtle. Rip Chim Chim. Yep. <laughs> Control F4 to pay respects. Yeah. <laughs> no, that crow closes the browser. It closes it. Don't hit it. F to show respect. <laughs> All I, right. I think the Alt F4 is the better one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, final thoughts on Kablam. <sighs> I mean, if you, if you watched it, I say go watch an episode. Uh, live in the fact that you only have to watch a single episode to kind of get the dose that you need. Yep. Um, I mean, in the end, like, did it succeed? For me, I didn't have a lot of expectations going in because I wasn't a big fan of it. I think f- I came out of it with a little more appreciation of it as a concept because, as as we kind of mentioned... It's a, it was an interesting attempt to go at a style where it's not like a big production house building one show trying to make one thing, but it was more of a communal effort. And for that, I'm like, you know, that's really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, as an actual watchable show, it's not easy to enjoy, but... It's like I kind of I can kind of take it if I had to sit and watch like a season of this, I'd probably lose my mind. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. Like I think the more I watch it and the more I looked into the history of it, like it just felt like this was this really cool idea with some really cool people and somehow what we got was like incredibly bland. Yeah. And like how did that happen? Was this just like ground through the corporate like and like turned into the sort of grist? you know, without flavor or texture. Like, because these ideas, like, have cool, cool snippets in them. There are, like, neat things. There's potential in all of it, and it never realizes that. And, like, that, for me, is more incredibly frustrating than, like, something that's just simply bad. Imagine right. if it's, like, like... wasted potential is the thing that irritates me the most. Imagine if it was a bunch of animators going as, like, weird and hard at it as, like, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Right. Man. That, yeah. I mean, like, that, as an adult, that. I'm not a big fan of that particular Grudfest style. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. If they'd gone as far as like Red and Stimpy did, like bought into their styles as hard as Red and Stimpy did, like if Action League now was as silly as this premise allowed, or like poked more fun at like the like incredibly tropey body of superhero works, like absolutely, that could have been amazing. Yeah, that could have. That I mean, obviously, been a really we were talking thing. earlier about like how Robot Chicken is sort of where that could have gone, right? You know, and it didn't. Yeah. But, like, so there's a lot of potential in this space, and like nobody took any of it, right? It seems or maybe that... they weren't allowed to, or like whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, I... it feels like there was like creative control that was being put at every opportunity where a joke could have been taken further, or some kind of character could have been taken to a place where they might have not not wanted to take them, but could have taken them. I so. yeah, especially like I think especially in the case of what is it. Um, Fizz and fondue. It's just like sniz, sniz, sniz. and fondue. Yeah. Um. Is it's like if you're gonna if, if I I mean there's there's inherent sympathy for the art like you know the small time artist who's like I got an idea I really want to make it I'm not like a big studio I want to go for it but like I think predicated in part of that is like you have to do something you have to, you have to be doing something interesting and different yeah and like yeah, yeah and like sniz and fondue is just like. Yeah, like this is original oatmeal. I mean, if you if you think about it, around the same <laughs> original oatmeal is a phrase I want to popularize. I really <laughs> like that. I That's mean, right. ar- around the same time, you have Rocco's Modern Life. Yes, which, right. right, which has what's... a thesis, which has a theme, and it has which has weight to it. Yeah. yeah, like it's got tooth and like bitter, like not that like you can be happy and have something that is good and wholesome, um, and still has like value, uh, like Steven Universe, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, like it doesn't have to be gritty. It doesn't have to be angry. But like you have to like be trying to say something. something. I think right. Um, and, even like if it's a little something, you and, know, like you're not gonna get grand feelings maybe from like your three minute short. Like that's a lot to ask. But I see more effort put it, or I see more come out of like three minute YouTube videos now. And like maybe that's because the tools for animation and video making are like so much more accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows. But, but like, granted, also one thing I can say in Sniz and Fondue's expense, or not at its, its expense, defense, but defense. its defense, is the fact that this was, you know, in 
in kind of that same vein, it was all hand drawn. It was right. all like yeah. you can see, like when he was doing the motorcycle, those were individual pieces. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. so, it was very traditional in in the its creation, uh, which is probably something I could say Rocco's and some of the other ones wasn't. Like it definitely had fit template backgrounds that they were putting them on definitely. top of. So yeah. in, in that case, I, I want to that I see that as commendable you know, content or, you know, our feelings now watching it. We also have to remember with the lens of these were made primarily for kids. So, you know, it doesn't age particularly well when we're no, senile 30 year old. No, right. But like it's, it's also like at, we, we Rockets Modern Life was on at the same time. And before this and Rockets Modern Life was, it was also kind of like, I wouldn't say indie, but it was, it was like, it was definitely like, I think kind of an out Subversive. there. Subversive. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, it's so much, and like, Rock's Modern Life legitimately is still funny. And oh, yeah. like, yeah. Is well done. And this, and this is just like, yeah. But I don't even think these hold up as much as other kids' cartoons because at least yeah. other kids' cartoons, like, they might be irritating, but at least they're not boring. And this was boring. Well, I think right. they're so, like, like, it, usually one of the complaints you have about children's TV is that like there's something happening all of the time and like oh no kids can't focus because like they're getting constant steam and like this was wildly unstimulating well and so, i like think... a bunch of bright colors and a bunch of wacky shit happening like i didn't care well and i also feel like the number one cause for that is the fact that we do have henry and june like they, <laughs> they are the glue between everything and it's a really bad glue it's oatmeal yeah. so if you it's were original original oatmeal if you were to have taken out henry and june and put in other characters that made those transitions a How bit better no, in a better no style or like a better style maybe maybe not in the form of a comic book or something else something like um tsunami like the like kind of like tsunami you have uh, an style. interstitial character between shows yeah 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 I think that might have worked better for the kind of format that. But then if the uh, I don't know because don't that works. I think really well for like cooking together a large shows. But like since these are small snippets, like I think you do need a framing story. I think sure, Henry and June sure. could have been funnier. I, yeah, I think Henry, um, Henry and June definitely could have been funnier. But if like if I was to think of say being able to take, um, the, to be able to take a show like Life with Loopy, for example, and then kind of like broaden that out a little bit. And bit more take the shows that had actual potential Anka Blam and then throw in a kind of like tsunami quality transitional character between them there's could have been something there could have. Kablam. I could think have. I think that's the that's the key word here is that there's potential Kablam had that potential to be something and it was a novel take of an idea that it was provided yeah. an outlet for creative art for, for creatives to be able to put these character animation uh ambious ideas out there and a lot of them didn't land some did to some degree, and some of them aged, some of them didn't age. Yeah. The uh, other, like, slight defense I'll give to uh, to Henry and June was the fact that they were the glue between these independent small pieces, so they likely had to be constrained to a certain extent because they were usually hitting, trying to hit the exact 22-minute mark yeah. out of all these other pieces. So it's like, this segment needs to be this long, this segment this long, this segment this long to try and make it fit. So, so you, yeah, you had to kind of, you had to, you had to build them around each little transition. Right, right. Um, all right, uh, that's Kablam. I actually think uh, you were expecting like a complete destruction of self and I, soul. I kind and of. That is sort of what the jokes bit. we were making before we walked onto this recording studio was that this was going to be a twenty-minute beatdown on poor Martin. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think you were you were you are welcome that I was able to bring that like that nugget that I was holding back. I do. I think that was a really great nugget to be able to uh, to bring into the show, and I think it kind of channeled the discussion in the way that like helped us think a little bit more about like what Kablam as a platform was able to provide, rather than what Kablam in terms of content actually uh, resulted in. It resulted in for our experience well, watching if, the show. If you want to talk about shows as a platform, oh god, um, the oh, platform no. that I'm going to be bringing oh, next episode. No, uh, 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 we'll, see, we'll see you in hell, uh, guys. It's time for Sonic Sat AM. Uh, god damn it, it's happening. Fire up your DVR Future furry one. Yes, or... this is this is the one with evil robots. This is the one that's, that's with the band? dark. This is this is featuring featuring <clears throat> Sally Acorn Bunny Robot. Uh, Rabot. Sorry, I need to make sure it's correct. Uh, None of the these wa- names mean anything to me. <laughs> uh, need to make sure that we have Rotor the Robot. Uh, Tails obviously is there. Obviously, uh, Sally Acorn. If I did not previously mention, uh, Snively, who is the, the uh, we're going to be doing Sad Am.
I've been holding this All back right. for a year. You're on, you're on yeah. notice, Josh. Because <laughs> you that are. Because that you last are. one was rough. Oh, no, no. That one's rough. I knew that was rough. That's was... why I needed you to bask in that radiation right. so you can I... step into the chamber of good Sonic. I still don't. I... Uh... Yeah, yeah, we're going to step into the chamber like Heaven's Gate style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's this... there's two ways to decontaminate. Here are the robots have... Do the robots have butts in this one as well? Uh, oh, how no. creepy is Robotnik? Uh, Robotnik is very creepy. No, but is he, is he like, like is he like a walking like fetish Rolodex? No, like <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a Sonic show. Other things are the walking uh, yeah. Rolodexes, yes. and other fetishes are present as well. Yeah, um. I'm certain. Uh, but anyway, that will be next episode. We'll be finally. Finally delving down my choice, so uh, get ready for that. Uh, <laughs> listen, I've got to get you all ready for the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, God. What does Sonic have to do with Christmas? You'll find out. No one goes fast on Christmas. Christmas is for eating a lot of food and it's moving slow. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Big listen, piles of fluffy white fluff. You yeah. want to know who goes fast on Christmas? Santa does. He's got a lot of houses to get to. Well, not, you know, ac- uh, not according to... Uh, na- uh, what is it? Miracle on 34th Street? Well, oh, we agreed boy. that that wasn't good. <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, Eric, his sleigh is painted red. This is true. All right. And, and red goes fast. Exactly. All right, everyone. Uh, that and So next week, Sonic Sat AM, uh, you can find us. Oh, I need to read, read the Patreons. They're happy people. Pa- I, they're beautiful people. They're who beautiful, the lights on. sexy people okay. that know the meaning of what is erotic. It's now quiz. Oh, yeah. It's now That's quiz a- time. I've uh, I've mentioned these people's names several times, so I want to see. Item crafter. Okay, item crafting. Crafting. Okay. Chuck. Chuck. All right. Dan. Dan is on there. Phoenician. The entire civilization. Phoenician. Yep. All right. Redea. All right. We got one more. Uh, Are they in our yes uh, Discord? Well, no, 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 not in the Discord. Oh. Um. So I'll just say it, Francis. 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 Francis, Francis, come on Discord and explain yourself. Yeah. yeah. What is your deal? <laughs> you will be brought in front of the tribunal. You You'll be brought the, in front of the tribunal. You listen to this, like, this shit-ass podcast. Like, I need to give <laughs> these guys money. Yeah. Eric, Which we just, appreciate. Please don't you, harass our Patreons. <laughs> yeah. Did you just dig our podcast in front of our Patreons? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I should probably, the, uh, the Discord levels at $5, I should drop it down to one to make sure that we can have all of our friends in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Come and join us. Yep. Um, if, you and... guys start, if you guys start mouthing off, though, we're bringing that back up to five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't... Come on Discord. Like, like, yeah, Tell, say things at us. Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have some good discussion in there. We have some fun. Mm-hmm. Have some good discussions, some scary discussions. <laughs> some creepy discussions. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that uh, that is over at satfriendsclub.com is our website. We are on Twitter, satfriendsclub.com. Next week, you know what you're getting. You're getting the real deal. We're going as fast as possible. You're getting blue balled. Yeah. As in a blue ball of blue. Ah. Uh, I'm going to be jumping from platform to platform. You're going to. Y'all want to get chili dogs? I'm going to be. I will totally have chili dogs before be next blowing, episode. I'm going to be blowing furiously into the cartridge. <laughs> I'm going to be rolling in robot butts. It'll be great. I, I that pre- has nothing to do with the show. That's just a normal thing, though. <laughs> Well, That's just a Saturday night activity for Martin. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> we we got to finish this episode so we can get to Sonic. Goodbye, everyone. Sleep well. Or not, whatever. <laughs>